everyone, and welcome to another episode of Girls to Women podcast, the podcast where we talk about love, relationship, and so much more. Because we're more than just a problem with faith, let's talk about how we go from girls to women together. I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope your Wednesday is doing well and that we are making it smoother and something to look forward for. Because every Wednesday, we got our episode coming out, right? For for those who didn't know, like, today we're Wednesday, you know? Like, today. <laughs> Hi, guys. So, this is Renee. And I just want to mention before um, we start the episode that Maria couldn't be here with us today. She couldn't be here during the interview because she had a sore throat and she could barely speak. Like, she she tried to speak to me, but, like, it didn't really work. But she really did try. <laughs> so today's episode is gonna be um, only with me. But don't you worry, don't y'all worry. Our girl, our Latina, will be here with us very soon for next week's episode. We really missed us. We really missed her. Sorry, and she missed you guys. So we'll do this next week. Don't y'all worry. So, do you guys? Well, did you guys travel a lot? Did some of you do backpacking or just, you know, go to a resort or just basically just traveling? Did some of y'all travel? I did travel. I traveled to four places. Actually, sorry, three places, but I traveled four times. Um, I went to Mexico in um, all-inclusive. The first time I traveled with my sister. Second time, I actually went to Guadeloupe, which is a Caribbean island, but a French Caribbean island. Um, I can't actually tell you where it's located on the map. I don't know why I can't, like, I know, but I can't like explain to you guys. I don't know if you, you'll visually see where it is, but anyways, it's a French Caribbean island. I went with some friends at the time. Then I went back to Mexico backpacking. Oh, and Guadalupe was backpacking too. And that was the wildest backpacking trip I did. I did a list of all the things I wanted to do. I think I had like 10 things I wanted to do. I wanted to go see the pyramids. Uh, I wanted to go swim, uh, do snorkeling, do so many things. Yo, guys, I only did two things out of like the 10 things I was supposed to do and go, the places I was supposed to go. And I got drunk. I really got drunk the whole trip. Um, It was insane. It was fun. Uh, I even made friends, and one of those friends uh, ended up being my roommate uh, a couple years later. Uh, yeah, traveling is fun. You know, you get so many experience, and it's great. So, yeah. So that was for my third trip. My fourth trip was uh, Guatemala. I actually went uh, right before COVID, uh, October 2019, with my sister. It was for my birthday. I decided, you know what, this year I don't want to plan anything. I just want to get away and have fun and just relax, be somewhere else. And it was great. It was really calm. I remember taking that huge ass beer. I drank that beer and yeah, it felt good. And then the whole day we chilled and my sister paid the food for me the whole day. So it was pretty great. Um, So to come back to what I was saying, when you travel, you get to meet people, you get to make friends, you get to make, you know, for those who travel for business, business maybe partners or business acquaintances. But sometimes you get to meet, you know, like some traveling 
fling or love or, you know, sometimes you meet that little person, that foreign or that whatever. You just get to meet someone that, you know, you get along with. And today's episode, we're going to talk about Kayla and how her traveling ended up in a amazing love story. Her, her Basically, her three weeks traveling with her friends ended up in a beautiful story that today result in a beautiful family. So, for I, 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 you know what? I'll just let her tell you guys everything. It's just the interview was amazing. The interview was great. So, listen to Kayla and what she has to tell us about her traveling journey in Nicaragua. So, stay tuned. So this is going to be a very nice and special episode where we're going to talk about traveling, love, long distance relationship, motherhood, and a lot of other like very interesting stuff and unexpected and just like you're going to see guys, it's, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun episode. So I have with me today, Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm Fantastic. So just let, just let me know, your last name is, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, most people don't. Um, it's Acevedo or Acevedo. It depends. Freddie says it kind of differently than I do. I feel like I say Acevedo. Well, I know how to say it. It's just like the way it was coming out of my mouth earlier. I was like, Mm-mm, I need to ask her to say <laughs> <to say something." laughs> Yeah, yeah okay. no, yeah. So I just say Acevedo. But yeah, everybody always says it sounds like it looks like avocado. So that's why yeah. I my name so That's why on Instagram it's uh, Kila Avocado, right? Yeah, apparently Acevedo is a popular last name and it was taken, so... Yeah. Okay. I was like avocado. <laughs> <laughs> it has a nice, uh, a nice ring to it. Yeah, totally. Like it's, right? Yeah, it's like it was. It's like a goofy, fun name. It's like heartwarming. I know it sounds funny, but like yeah. you know, sometimes there's like those Instagram profile like names that are just like so complicated. But this was just like Kayla Avocado. Huh? This girl seems fun. You know? Yeah, close. <laughs> totally. So Kayla, tell me about yourself. Like, who are you? Where do you come from? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm originally actually from Ontario. Um, I moved out to Vancouver Island about 11 years ago. Um, I've been living in, well, I was living actually in Tofino, British Columbia. Uh, We recently moved uh, at the end of the summer, I guess last summer, yeah. Um, Kind of during the pandemic, we were in a really small town. Um, Freddie got a really great job opportunity. Awesome. yeah, on the mainland. So um, we kind of moved closer so that we were able, he was able to come back and forth a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, and then I work um, on the island. I'm a massage practitioner, um, which has been really slow right now with the COVID. But Yeah, uh, with COVID just killed everything. It really did. Yeah, I think we're supposed to hopefully get back to some sort of new normal in, in June. So we're looking forward to that. But yeah, and I just really love traveling. Um, I, you know, been kind of, all over really but um yeah central america really was really awesome and when i went there i knew um i didn't have enough time there and i knew i wanted to go back awesome and like how many countries did you travel like in how many many countries um i spent a lot of time mostly in southeast asia i did like um you know bali or indonesia i did uh thailand vietnam cambodia uh, Hong Kong, 
can even think of, there's probably so many that I'm missing right now. <laughs> you know, obviously Mexico, United <laughs> States, <laughs> there's a lot. And then I went down to um, Nicaragua. I also uh, once slept in the airport in Costa Rica for 24 hours. Does that count? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, you were doing like a layover? Yeah, I originally was going to um, leave the airport, but uh, it had something to do with like, I can't even remember why I didn't do it. I think I did. I was like too cheap to pay the visa fee if you leave the airport and came back. <laughs> I was only there for 24 hours and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'll just stay here. You know, might as well. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm definitely. And anyway, sorry for the sound, like my neighbor just decided that he wanted to try his motorcycle. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about that time you traveled to Nicaragua because that's like the main reason why we're doing this episode totally about that one time you went to Nicaragua that changed your yeah. life yeah so um I had two friends from uh college actually I went to college in uh, London, Ontario at Fanshawe. And I had two friends from college um, that were going on a trip and they were like, you know, let's ask Kayla if she wants to go, but I was living in BC. Um, And so they're like, hey, we're thinking about going down to Nicaragua. Do you want um, to come with us? We'd be leaving in three weeks um, and we'd be going for three weeks. And I was like, or maybe it was two weeks. I think it was two weeks actually. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. So um, I booked a flight. So I actually ended up when we when we left, I got there before them, like, um, in the morning, they got there in the afternoon. So I hung out for a bit by myself in Granada. That was the first place um, we went to. And one of my friends is like, the ultimate planner, she has to plan every part of her entire trip. Those people are like the most reliable person when you travel. No, they drive you crazy at the time, but afterwards you're like, yeah, you know, maybe it was better that I wasn't just laying around all yeah, day. There you go. So yeah, they, um, they have the budget and they have like the activities and stuff. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So thank God for her because if it wasn't for her, I probably would have never gone on this kayaking trip. But ah. yeah, so on this kayaking trip, and I was like kayaking. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not an outdoorsy kind of like whatever. But I was like, yeah. It'll be fun. And it's actually funny because um, my other old roommate, uh, she's the same. Um, both of us on the tour were just like, come on, we just want to get to the to the island where there's the drinks and the swimming. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, we got Freddie as our guide. Um, and uh, it's funny during the tour, I was like, this guide is the worst. He's not even he was like ahead of us, kind of just like kayaking. And he actually said he was like, oh, and Canadians come on the tour there he's like I we always like don't really like when Canadians come on the tour because they're not good tippers I was like what comedians <laughs> are you getting that are not like, good tippers? Like I thought we were great yeah I was so anyway so he he was already kind of I guess like it was really hot out and we booked the longest tour okay. so he was like oh my gosh I'm gonna be gone all day so I think he was just like let's just get this tour over with I'm but anyway so Yeah, and he's trying to tell us about the history, but his accent was so thick that we couldn't really understand him. And my other roommate was like, Freddie, just just get us to the bar. We just want to get to the other side to go to the bar. And so he was like, and so he's kind of like laughing with us now. He's like, okay, these people are kind of fun. And so we got over there and we hung out with him and I had my GoPro. So I took a whole bunch of photos of our kayak trip. And so after we were done, um, I said, hey, do you have Instagram or Facebook? I'll just, I'll add you and I can send you the photos, right? Um, mm-hmm. So he was like, he was like, yeah, I do. So anyways, I got back to our room that day. And um, and we also 
So I added him. And then we also wanted to go out in Granada that night, but we didn't really know where to go. So we sent him a message and we're just like, hey, where's the best? I was like, oh, I got Freddie, you know, on social media. We'll ask him where to go. So anyways, we did. Just like give you guys advice and like where to go and stuff like that. Yeah, so he did. So he told us where to go um, and he ended up coming actually to meet up with us. Mm-hmm. that night and we actually ended up spending the whole night talking just the two of us my friends were dancing and whatever and me and him were just talking and I feel like I'm one of those people too when I travel I really like to I want to meet I want to meet locals I don't want to meet more Canadians yeah that are exactly awesome. like obviously there's all the travelers and stuff but you you want to yeah. like meet the yeah. people from the, the country right exactly yeah so it was just really cool and we you know we and I felt like to him the more he he had a couple of drinks the better his English got so I you know we were chat, we were chatting yeah we were and, getting yeah and then we you know then we went our separate ways and it actually was funny I um we went to our next spot which was on Ometepe Island mm-hmm. um, in Nicaragua and I actually, there was like, I got like scolded by this, like this, there was some inebriated man, local man on the beach who was trying to pull me in to play soccer. And I was like saying no. And he was speaking to me in Spanish and I didn't understand what he was saying. And he, and he said to me, he goes, why would you come to my country if you can't speak Spanish? Okay. Well, you see I was about, I'm sorry, I was about to ask you, when you went, were like, yeah. did you have some basics? Were you speaking Spanish? Thanks. Not at so all. So I had three weeks notice. I had never even really heard of Nicaragua <laughs> before. I had three weeks notice and I did, I felt really ignorant. Actually, when he said that to me, I was like, okay, this guy is like really inebriated, but he's kind of right. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, so I was like in that moment, and I usually travel places for like when I was in um, Bali, I would go for, you know, Indonesia, I would go for like two months, right? So two weeks was like a really short time. So I was like, I'm going to come back here and I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to show this inebriated. There you go. Your ego was, hit when he said that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, ouch. Yeah, you're right. So anyways, I enjoyed the rest of my trip. Me and Freddie kind of chatted, you know, online a little bit. And then I got home and I was like, you know, I, I signed up for uh, like Duolingo and whatever I was trying to yeah. I was like, you know what, this is not really working. I was like, I should just ask Freddie if he'll just do Spanish lessons, you know, and I can teach more English and he can teach more Spanish. So um, we did. Yeah. So we just ended up um, talking over a video and he was, I literally found it at, actually the other day I had books of like all of like the ver like all the words and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. the he, she, they, like all this stuff. Um, I had it all written down in like English and Spanish and I remember him sending me like screenshots of different like things being like circle and like how to say it. So yeah, so it was uh, pretty neat. And then um, when I was going to go back, I was going to, I was like, well, I want to be there for a long time, but I got to save up. And he was like, well, why don't you just come live with me and my family? And then, you know, then it would be cheaper and you could learn the language better. And I was like, and you're really like with the locals. So like, exactly. And was, this and so cool. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. Yeah. So I was like, let's do it. So I flew down. Um, I stayed with him and his family. And that's kind of like where we started to like fall in love. Yeah. And at one point I wanted to go work, um, do a workaway experience. And he, uh, I was like, you should come with me. And I remember his grandma was so mad because she was like, you're not going to volunteer and work for free in your own country. Like, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think she she loves me now, but she was not the biggest fan she of me. Like, who does she think she is? Telling yeah. him to work for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we went and it was, yes, yeah, so it was neat. So we went away and we worked um, uh, on a coastal town in Salinas Grande and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, we were just 
I think like we mostly did like serving in the restaurant and, you know, checking in guests. We did some housekeeping and stuff like that, some cooking. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I was there for four and a half months and then I had to, I ran out, it was time for me to go home. I couldn't stay forever. Yeah. So I had to go back and, um, and work and it was really sad. So I left and Freddie actually got a job, um, a paid job working for the same place. Like after we were supposed to leave, they liked him so much. So they kept him. Um, and I went home and I, uh, yeah, and I was really sad and, and then I got home and I found out I was pregnant. Boom. Boom. There it <laughs> Boom. was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's a like, that's a big surprise. Was it like shortly after you got home or like was it a yeah. few weeks? Really um, shortly? I think I found out, I'm trying to think of like when I got home versus, like I know I found out in February, beginning of February. So I would say it was maybe like three weeks after I got home. Okay. And by the way, yeah. when you left for four months, when did you left? So I left in September, actually. I was okay. there for um, my birthday, which is the 8th. And ironically, so is Freddie's. We're both born on September 8th. So no way. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. And so um, I purposely planned it that way so that I would get there before our birthdays and we could go. We ended up going down to San Juan del Sur and doing Sunday Fun Day, which I don't know if you've heard about it before, but it's like the thing to do when you're down there if you're young and enjoy. It's Sunday Fun Day? Yeah, Sunday fun day. Yeah, it's just like people covered in glitter with like copious amounts of alcohol and lots okay. of bad choices. I'm sure pools, <laughs> but it's really fun and it's really neat. Yeah, I don't think I think I'd be too old for it now, but yeah. But how was it like staying four months in Nicaragua? Like, was it hard for you? Obviously, you're, you must have been like missing yeah. your family. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I think I probably hit a homesick point around three months. So I was actually pretty good until then. Um, mm. You know, I also had a lot of friends come down to visit me. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, which was really neat. At one point, actually, we had Freddie's family is just so nice. At one point, we had actually uh, my friend Caro, who's French Canadian. She came down. Um, my other friend Natalie and. Then our friend James, and they slept in Freddie's brother's room, and he had a bunk bed. So there was one person on the bottom, one person on the top, and then they mm -hmm. hung a hammock from like the side oh of my the God. bed. And then there was someone in there, and then his poor Freddie's brother Anel was like sleeping in the living room. But like, yeah, they were just all there. But it was so much fun. Yeah, they were there for over Christmas time, and like, oh, that's great. It's like a super exciting. You know, there is their big day is actually um, Christmas Eve, and. People stay up all like you know everybody stays up yeah, super yeah. late. Kind of food and drinks and an insane amount of fireworks, which are probably horrible for the environment. The streets are just littered with them with firework debris afterwards. But it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. The kids are running around with sparklers and that is so cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to when you learned you were pregnant. Mm -hmm. What was your reaction like when you did the test and you're like, oh? Yeah. Okay, so, I just, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, so I actually, I, I was lucky enough. I had a friend who worked at a pharmacy at the time. So she, I was like, cause I was like, I live in a very, very small town. It's like 2000 people. And so, you know, you go into the pharmacy or wherever and everybody knows who you are. Okay, so, yeah. So someone's going go in here. Yeah. So I um, got my friend uh, to bring me home and we, she actually, we were sitting in the in the kitchen and uh and I did it and it came out and it was positive mm -hmm. and she, I, we both like looked at each other she's like what are you gonna do and I was like I need a glass of wine I was like I can't even 
right now. Um, and I think that it was like a roller coaster of emotions, like for days. And I was really lucky. All of like, kind of like the core people who kind of knew about it were really, um, you know, they really kind of let me come to terms with what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, Freddie was very, um, Freddie's very religious. So his views were pretty firm. Yeah, I was about to, to ask you because I know the Latin culture, not necessarily just Latin culture, but from my friends, they're very like yeah. conservative and um, mm. uh, like, you know, when it comes to being having a child, it's very important to like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So actually it was kind of like almost in that stage, I almost had to like take some space from Freddie mm-hmm. for like, not like it would, I didn't like not talk to him at all, but um, you know, I really needed his opinion not to affect like my decision of what I was going to do yes um and and my sister was like you know she knew what she wanted me to do she was pregnant at the time so my my younger sister was pregnant at the time so in her mind she's like oh my gosh we're gonna be you know parents at the same time time and whatever so yeah I was like at one point I was like you know I was like oh my gosh I'm never this I this isn't gonna work like he lives in Nicaragua I'm in Canada like where we don't have anything I'm like I live in a one-bedroom apartment I you know like it was just like this and then the next day you know I would be like everything's gonna be fine I can do this like whatever and then the next day I'd be and obviously the hormones are high too so I'm like the next day I'm crying and I was like it's never going to work and then like the next day I was like I can I got this you know I'm good and so I think I like teetered back and forth for like a week um yeah, but in the end, um, I think the fact that, you know, that I was even having to kind of like, I was bad having that battle with myself. I kind of think I always knew what I was going to do. I just knew it was going to be hard, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You so knew it was going to be hard, but you knew you were taking the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. I was really confident um, in the end with my decision. And it was crazy, though, because I had to call my mom who didn't even know I had a boyfriend (laughs) and I had to tell her that I had a boyfriend and I was pregnant like in the same conversation I was about to ask you like what was your friends and your family's reaction yeah so it's one of my friends was like you know power to you um there's no way I would be able to do this which is funny because she's pregnant with her second right now so it was like I just started the (laughs) wheel every after that everyone's like oh okay we're we're all doing this Yeah, I guess my sister really started it, but yeah, I was one of the first out of my friend group to um, to start having kids, so yeah, and I remember my mom telling my dad, and she was like, Kayla has some news for us, and she said, and it's good news. (laughs) You know that, that, not petty, but that, that, like, way, you know, she has something to tell you, but, like, she's going to tell you something, like, big. (laughs) Like yeah, my mom does just, the same thing. I get it. I and get almost it. like priming him for what his reaction should be to it. Oh, and my dad was like, what? And I, he was like laughing, but like almost like nervously being like, what is yeah. that? Like he just couldn't even comprehend what was happening. So yeah. And then like, gosh, the months after that were just, they were just wild. I was like working full time as a massage practitioner, which is like really tough when you're well, pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Damn. And when did you took my ma- uh, maternity leave? So we in Tofino, we have to leave a month before our due date because the hospital there doesn't deliver babies because it's such a small town. Mm-hmm. So we actually have to move out of town a month before our due date. So I did that. So I moved actually here with my parents um, in this exact house, actually. 
um, and stayed with them uh, until I had Atlas. And, you know, there was actually talk about whether I would deliver over in, in Nicaragua or if I would have her in Canada. Um, yeah. I was looking kind of, you know, the private hospital in Nicaragua is beautiful and it's amazing, but it is really, it's still really expensive. Yeah. Um, so I decided, you know, I just felt more comfortable delivering her in Canada, which I'm glad I did because um, I ended up needing an emergency C-section. So okay. pretty happy that I was here. And Freddie is like the worst person with blood. I literally every, I've had two incidents where, I had injuries in Nicaragua where I ended up um, bleeding in both of them. He almost passed out. So I don't think he would have made it out of that delivery room. (laughs) My mom was definitely the better choice of the person to be in the room. Good, good. Uh, (laughs) But when you delivered, like, was he like, were you guys facing FaceTiming with him, I guess? No. So I actually remember I like, cause I was actually the next day trying to go through, um, you know, my entire labor, because it's funny, people tell you that when you, you know, when you're in labor, they're like, it's, sl- it, you know, they say 12 hours, but like, it really feels like five minutes. And it's so true. And I remember I texted him, I think the last time at like one in the morning, and I just said, my water just broke. <laughs> and so like, we were, I was kind of updating him along the way. But you know, right. the room was dark, and I was turning for over from side to side, and I was having contractions. And um, yeah, so he, and then I just FaceTimed him after with Atlas, that was like how it went. Yeah, wow. pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, that is so crazy, and that is so cute. Yeah, like yeah. And then I tried not to share it, and then hours later, that's your daughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Wild. And uh, how did you guys chose the name? Because she has um, a beautiful name. Yeah, so I chose it. I just really love traveling, so I was just kind of looking up like travel words um, and stuff, and so. Uh, I found Atlas was actually one of the first names on my list. I think it was the first name. Um, and I just was like, oh, I'll just add it and just kind of see. And it ended up just kind of sticking. And luckily, Freddie liked it because, I mean, he didn't really have a choice, but it's, it's good it was said. <laughs> but it <laughs> he feels like he was part of, part of the de- It definitely goes with your personality and your love story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really like the result of a beautiful story. Yeah, yeah. It's neat. Her name like does actually have like a lot of meaning, so it'll be cool. So like at school, she's gonna be like the cool kid, you know, the kid with yeah, the cool well, name. Like, she, have, she actually have a nice story to tell about it. <laughs> yeah, out here in like on the island, especially in like Tofino and Euclid area, um, all the kids have really cool names. Actually, like they're yeah. everybody's got like such crazy different names, so she'll she'll fit right in with hers. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was your pregnancy? Because the, well, did did Freddie got to come when you were pregnant or was it way after like you gave birth? Yeah, way after. So he actually wasn't able um, to be in Canada at all. On a, so basically the way that it works with visas is if um, he wanted to come, he would have had to get a visitor visa. And a visitor visa is really difficult to get Um for someone who's from somewhere like Nicaragua where um, the poverty level is like really high because mm-hmm. um, you basically have to have more of a reason to leave the country than to stay. Right. So right. Um, he would have had to own a house or um, have a job. He had a job to go back to. But that was basically it. But they basically, you know, they deem it as um, he would be at flight risk. Like, like basically he's got a wife and a kid in Canada. So I guess we were just dating at the time, but, So he wouldn't have 
been able to get. We never applied for the visitor visa, but um, he, from what we read, he wouldn't have been able to get it. So we were like, let's just go for permanent residency. Let's just do it. And, you yeah. know, yeah. So we decided to do that one. Um, so yeah, I was pregnant for the whole thing alone. I flew down to Nicaragua when I was five months pregnant though. Okay. Um, and it was crazy because I don't know if you know anything about Nicaragua, but they were basically in a, like almost a civil war at the time. It's like, yes, all- but you know, Maria's from Nicaragua. So that's why like, she wanted to be part of this episode so bad. Yeah. But then, you know, because she has a, uh, not a cold, um, she has like a, a sore, a sore, ah, a sore throat. Sorry, that's my French coming up. She mm-hmm. has a sore throat, so she couldn't be part of it. But she was so excited about your story. But yeah. yes, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So that was wild. So um, I flew down with actually, so my best my best friend, um, she ended up coming, flying down at the same time as me. She's a paramedic um, and she was working remotely at the time. So um, she kind of got her flight paid for. She's like, I'll come down. And she takes really nice pictures. So she was like, I'll take pictures of you guys. Um, and so, yeah, so she came down uh, with me and we knew that there was some unrest, but it had kind of like, it was like kind of like, I think it had simmered down a tiny bit, um, mm-hmm. but it was still questionable. And I had another friend actually who flew down before us, um, who was there staying with Freddie's family and she flew down from Ontario. Okay. So um, we were all there. So yeah, during, I think during our wedding ceremony, it was like wild. Like there was like people throwing like these like handmade bomb things like in the street out front of the hall. And I'm like super pregnant. A lot of my wedding guests were very inebriated, which I wasn't able to be. So I'm like the only person of like <laughs> good state of mind. That's like, guys, like, yeah. And we were like, gosh, you know, Freddie's younger brother was trying to hang with my, my, my friends, the girls, he was like yeah. we're hanging out with them and his parents were trying to find him. And it was like a crazy, crazy, a crazy wedding day and wedding. super stressful. Yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, I had, my friends actually went down to San Juan del Sur after which we were all supposed to go, but Freddie okay. was like, we can't go down that way because we would have had to pass um, through Rivas and there was just too many roadblocks in the way. So basically mm-hmm. what they were doing is there was like roadblocks. Um, most of them were harmless. They were mostly to stop, um, you know, it was just basically to kind of get the government's attention. They were there to stop uh, fuel trucks and stuff. They okay. were trying to like, you know, raise attention for it and be like, pay attention to us. If you don't grocery stores, aren't getting food and you know, the fuel places, the yeah, post office blocking, blocking the roads. It just looked scary because everybody was covering their face, but they had to, because they didn't want photos being taken of them and for mm-hmm. it to be shown to, you know, then they could be arrested or whatever. So, but the problem was, is then other people took advantage of that situation and then they were robbing people. Um, okay. You know, people yeah. start their own and then they were, they would rob you on the way. So Freddie was like, we're not going to San Juan. Like there's no way we have to pass through Rebus. It's really bad there right now. Um, through his area, we would have only had to pass like from Managua, from the airport to where he is. We just had to pass through Messiah, which it was kind of bad there too. It was pretty bad, but we didn't have to go like right in as much, but yeah. So my friends went anyways, which it ended up being a mistake. They ended up actually, it got so bad there that they had to leave out of the Costa Rican border. They couldn't even get back to the airport and they had to book a whole new flight. So I'm happy that I didn't go with them. So we just relaxed. It was actually really good. We just stayed in Granada for, um, for the whole time that I was there. And we just hung out at the pool every day and just ate food. What every pregnant woman's dream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just relaxed. I made like virgin mojitos the whole time and yeah, you go fabulous. yeah that was good and, and then i had to fly home 
plan? Was the wedding plan or was it like spontaneous when you went to visit him? Um, no, it was planned. So um, we kind of like, I mean, it wasn't really like for the visa that we got married. You know, obviously we were having a kid together. We we had always kind of talked about, you know, getting married through the whole thing. And you guys um, loved each other. So it was just a natural Exactly. Thing yeah. So when we were doing the visa process, it was just going to make things a lot easier for him to like definitely be accepted if we were married. So right. um, originally we were just going to get married and not tell anyone. And then when he got to Canada, we were going to do our real wedding. Um, mm-hmm. But my friend who flew down, with me, <laughs> she decided I told her about it and I didn't even tell any of my other friends. So she, I guess, started like a private group on Instagram being like, Kayla's bachelorette. And all my friends were like, are you, are you getting married? And I was like, damn it. So it turned. And I was like, I don't want to like have my wedding pregnant. I want to be able to enjoy. So yes. anyway, it ended up being my real wedding. Like it ended up being the the whole shebang. And, you know, it was ready. was originally I was like, Hey, I just want a couple people. And then it was like, everybody found out and everybody was coming. So, but our actual ceremony was just, um, my two friends and then his parents, um, okay. his, um, mom, sister, brother. So like, it was just a couple people. We just did it at our uh, vacation rental. And then we had our reception with, um, everyone else. Okay. And I, I saw your pictures and it, it was so nice and genuine and like, you can see the love in the pictures. Yeah, yeah. And that's was, the kind of wedding I want. I want something private and nice yeah. and just like. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. was really good. I love that in the pictures because they were at our vacation rental. You can like see like pool noodles in the background and stuff. But yeah, it was good. It was really sweet. And yeah. Okay, so now fast forward when, okay, when you gave birth, you had baby Atlas mm-hmm. and you guys, okay, you guys got married. So what was the procedures? for Freddie to come live with you guys yeah so was it hard was it long tell mm -hmm. me about it yeah I think it was all of the above I think the Canadian side of stuff wasn't exactly hard it was just time consuming it's the same as like all government paperwork you have to fill out except times that by like 20 (laughs) there's just so many booklets of things that you have to fill out the problem was is because Nicaragua won they don't even really have addresses their streets are literally like um at the white house go down to and oh, across from the greenhouse or something like yeah, that I get it. so it was just really hard to like fill stuff out and I, I feel like I was constantly calling the immigration hotline being like well what do I do if it's like this or like this so um and the other thing was you know he had to get um everything that came from Nicaragua had to be translated and um, the other tough thing that happened that really put a delay it put us behind like gosh months um was that the like city hall in Granada burned down during the riots. Oh, no way. Which basically, so, so we are lucky though, because um, it happened right after our wedding. So the lawyer hadn't submitted our paperwork yet to the city hall. Um, okay. So basically uh, it's called the Alcadia, I think actually the, like the Spanish name for it. But um, because if he would have submitted it, like right after the wedding day, our paperwork would have burned. So we're really lucky that that didn't happen. But okay. the problem was, is then we couldn't submit it. And then they opened up the like, um, like a temporary office, but they weren't taking on any new paperwork. They were just dealing with like what had happened. Okay. Okay. So we had to wait months in order for like them to take our paperwork because we needed um, to submit that to get our marriage certificate. 
our actual marriage mm-hmm. certificate. Like the lawyer did all of his part, but we needed like the, the piece of paper from um, like the Alcadia to say like, hey, we're married. And then from there, then I had to get everything translated. So I had to send it to someone and then you have to like, they tra- like they do a certified translation yes. of everything. And then you put it together to send with it. So yeah, um, there was that. And then my friends and family had to write letters, um, you know, just saying that like they, they knew us and they knew Freddie. Yeah, that is really a recommendation. Feel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we did that. Um, I had to submit photos. I had to submit all of our Facebook conversations and mm. everything, like every sort of like communication that we had, like just pages and pages and pages. Of, yeah. To yeah. show that you guys were having a relationship, you guys were yeah. And, yeah. 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 So um, about privacy. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, gosh, they're going to like see some like arguments, hormonal arguments in here from like whatever. I was like, and eh, I guess it just makes it more authentic, obviously, <laughs> if they see, you know, I all guess. sides of it. Yeah, so um, we did that. And then I think from the time that we um, submitted the paperwork to when Freddie was approved was um, eight months. I know a couple who they got theirs in six, and I know that it can take as long as 12 usually. That's kind of like the new the new time. I don't know, actually know post-COVID what it's going to be like. But, um, yeah, I think um, it's usually around 12 months. Um, until you're approved. Like here, but you guys, it took eight months. <clears throat> Yeah, it was eight months for us. Um, they also like send you something like partway through and um, Freddie had to go get um, like a full physical with a doctor that they that they yeah. approved of. So they sent us like the name and where to go. And I think it was like 500 bucks Canadian for him to like go to this doctor and like get, you know, a full physical to make sure, um, you know, that he wasn't coming here with anything that would be like, I don't know, like hard on our medical system I don't really know it was yeah the Canadian system uh, yeah it's just uh, weird <laughs> yeah so he he went and did that and then I can't remember I feel like there was like and then he had to send his passport away to Mexico so um because I guess the embassy there's a not a Canadian embassy and I feel like there is one in Nicaragua in Manawa, but maybe not but he descended basically to this place in Mexico um, and then they would put his landing visa inside of his passport and then they mail it back to him Okay. So then we were just waiting. I was like thinking, you know, it finally got approved. Now we're just like waiting for his passport to come back. And I was like freaking out. And he literally got it on the 23rd of December. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So he booked his flight. I booked his flight on the 24th. And he was like, can I just, why don't I just stay here for whatever? I'll just come after. It's too rushed. I'll just come after Christmas. I was like, no, you are coming now. This is happening. We've Way been too waiting long. for this for so long. We've been working yeah. it out. You're coming. Yeah. So I was like, you're coming. So anyways, we, we did that. I booked the flight um, and he actually uh, arrived um, in Canada at like 4.30 a.m. on Christmas morning. Aww. And I had actually booked a hotel inside the airport for the night before. So I literally let him come in and sleep for 30 minutes because he got stuck in the immigration in Mexico and they wouldn't let him leave a room. So we actually checked with them prior, making sure that he could fly through Mexico. And yeah. they just said, yeah, he just can't leave the airport. And I was like, no worries. But they didn't tell us that that meant he was going to, they were going to like hold him in a room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So- they, were, they were what? They were questioning him and... Okay. No, not questioning him. They just basically held him in a room so that he wouldn't leave the airport. Okay. I was like, man, he's got a visa for Canada. What's he going to be doing? <laughs> Where <laughs> are you going go? to vacation right now? Like, like, well, whatever. <laughs> so anyways, it ended up being fine. He flew over, got here. I let him sleep for 30 minutes. We literally took a taxi to the ferry. 
my dad picked us up on the other side of the ferry and then we drove straight to my sister's house for Christmas dinner. So he got there. He hasn't seen Atlas in like Wait. a year. Was it? I'm so sorry. Was yeah. it the first time he was meeting your family? But yes. you guys probably, oh my God. Okay, but <laughs> like he saw them FaceTime, FaceTiming, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like FaceTimed with them. And not only my family, also my sister, my brother-in-law's side of the family as well. Like it was just like a massive like gathering for Christmas. Oh like everyone God. was there. And he hadn't, he hadn't seen Atlas in like a year. Yeah. The other thing too is me, I flew down to Nicaragua with Atlas um, when she was eight weeks old. So that was like when he So that was the last time he saw her. The last time he saw her, yeah. And we were down there for um, a month and then we ended up having to go home early because we thought Atlas was um, sick. She was like kind of unwell. The doctors there couldn't figure it out. Luckily, we got home and it turned out just to be she had um, like an allergy to something that was in her formula. So it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, we were really, we had to like leave. Um, uh, I had to leave early. I was basically going to spend my whole mat leave down there. But anyway, so yeah, Freddie hadn't seen her for, and then I basically couldn't really go back to Nicaragua because there was so much happening with the visa. They were constantly asking us for this and that, and it just would have made it harder if I was down there to like get stuff done. So um, okay. I just stayed on this side and dealt with it. And then I, that way I could send him stuff on his side and he could do his part and I could do my part and yeah. it ended up being for the best. But yeah, so then he hadn't seen Atlas in a year. He got there. And, but you know, it's funny. Freddie's family is the same. Every time I come there, I'm always like, oh, I just want to lay down and relax. And there's everyone there. They've made food and it's like his yeah. whole family and everyone's nah, sister. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is payback. You're going to. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's everyone. Okay. So my other question is, okay, so now that like he's in Canada, mm-hmm. On December 25th. Yeah. How was uh, winter for him? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. He actually loved it, but he, um, he wore mitts like all like pretty much like every day, all day doing, didn't matter what we were doing. And he was like, how he would always say, why are, how are your fingers so warm still? Like, and we don't even have that bad of a winter out on the Island. Like our winter's pretty mild compared to in, uh, in Quebec, you guys have like a wild winter in Ontario. So, uh, but we did get snow and yeah, it was really neat. We actually stopped on our way to, um, when my dad picked us up from the ferry, we stopped on the mountain pass. So he could see snow for the first time. And I think the thing that was craziest for me, I remember him being, couldn't believe he could see his breath. He was like, what? He's like, how is that possible? How yeah. is that possible? Yeah. So he was like, he just kept doing it. And he was like, what? Is it still going? He's like, I feel like it, he just like, couldn't believe it. But yeah, so he, and then he hung out in the snow on the mountain pass on the way through. Um, and then it did snow uh, in Tofino. And uh, we, we built his, I think I came outside one day because he was just going outside um, for a smoke break. And I was like, he's been out there forever. And I came out and he was building a snowman out of the snow, like on the front lawn. I was like, what are you doing? Like I have a video of it. I have so many videos that I need to piece together and, and share something. But yeah. Yeah. So he was just building the snowman. Yeah. And then we, yeah, we went for a walk down kind of on the beach. I think I have a clip of like the stroller on the ice on one of my videos and yeah like, I saw that yes. one yeah yeah so yeah it was really neat it was kind of cool too because it was also kind of Atlas's first time seeing snow as well because she wasn't really around for you know I mean she wouldn't have even remembered her first winter but she wasn't here because we were in Nicaragua for that first winter yeah. so it was also Atlas's first time you know getting to hang out in the snow as well it was like a, a beautiful like reunion and get together slash Christmas gift and yeah. everything. Oh. Yeah, totally. I'm happy you guys got together and like 
this whole thing happened. Like, it's yeah. a problem, but it's it's such a nice story, and mm-hmm. it's you know you know how life is crazy. Like, I believe in <laughs> coincidence and many stuff. The fact that yeah. you guys birthdays on the same day, yeah. it's already like whoa. I'm like I, my mind I is know, blown right, right? And it's, it's funny. You know, and you Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. No, yeah. If things wouldn't have aligned the way that they did, you know, if I would have, you know, it was a really last minute trip that I probably couldn't have really afforded at the time. I went anyways with my friends. Um, that on top of like doing the kayak tour, being like, oh, I'm tired. Why are we doing this? You know, if it all wouldn't have aligned, we would have never even crossed paths. So it's, yeah. it's work out like that. So just because that friend invited you. Yeah. Look yeah. at your life now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> So I have two more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is, what was like the toughest time for both of you guys? Um, to be honest, it actually has been since Freddie's been in Canada has been the toughest because we went from doing long distance and we are good at long distance. We have it yeah. down that we've done it for so long. Um, and from there, him you know, us living together in a one bedroom apartment with a toddler who's, you know, really high energy. So it's also been him learning to be a dad, you know, mm-hmm. me learning to like, let go of some of like, you know, my I felt like Atlas has always just been with me for so long. So just letting him take on the role as a yes. father as well. Um, and living in a pandemic, which we did not expect oh, that was like two months after he got here, three months after he got here. COVID yeah. started so um we couldn't really even leave the house for like that first like we're we our restrictions now are a lot more lax than you know you guys um on more on the east side but um when the first lockdown happened nothing was open and freddie had uh, got a job his first job was working in the deli um at a grocery store and so he was an essential worker so my job, you know, shut down. So he was just going to work every day and he's stressed. He's like, what is happening? Like, I just have yeah. to work. And, you know, it was good that he was working though, because um, he wouldn't have qualified for unemployment yet. He had only been here for, you know, three months. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it kind of worked out a little bit, but yeah, it, I think it's just been basically kind of navigating, you know, being new parents and living together full time along with a global pandemic, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've, our story's never so been easy. To, like, like, figure like, out. Yeah, like one thing after another. I was like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> Either we're really supposed to be together or we're really not. And there's no in between. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, yeah, that was the true test, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, and my last question. Mm-hmm. Um, from, you know, from that experience or just in general in life, mm-hmm. when did you go from girl to woman? Yeah, so I definitely feel like after having my daughter, um, you know, I always kind of felt myself, I was such a gypsy before, and I still have those qualities, they're pretty high in Mm -hmm. comparison to some of my friends. But, um, you know, I think after I had Atlas, I kind of had more of a, like a craving to have kind of like a home base, you know, a sense of, you know, having somewhere safe for us to like kind of grow our family um, whether that be here or, or Nicaragua, it's fine. But um, you know, I can't always just live off of, you know, the, I've just always kind of be a flighty, nomad. 
just booking, you know, a flight here and a flight there and having $30 in my bank account and being like, oh, whatever, I'll mm-hmm. go do that. You know, like, I feel like yeah, now I, have to, I, know, I know. <laughs> yeah, settle and just, yeah, and just, you know, creating kind of like a safe um, environment for her. I definitely feel like when I did go down to Nicaragua when she was eight weeks old, um, my trip that time was a lot different than my trip prior. Yes. More, yeah, relaxing and stuff. So I would say definitely, um, yeah. I became more of a woman after having my daughter, being a mother. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If someone was in the same position, what advice would you give them? Um, yeah, I would say, um, try not to look at the whole picture, try to take it piece by piece. Um, I've had so many people message me on Instagram, actually, um, who are in similar situations, their partners are abroad, and they're, you know, thinking about the visa process, or they're in the middle of the visa process. Um, And it's really overwhelming when you think of it as a whole. um, Because it seems impossible, honestly, most people are like, Oh, my gosh, it's not even worth it. It It's complicated just to start. mm -hmm. You're like already discouraged because like, Oh, my God, the amount of things I have to do. Yeah. So I literally just made a list on my phone and I, you know, it maybe was something as small as call this number. And then I, at least I had something to check off. So Mm -hmm. I just broke it down into really tiny pieces and just like worked away at it, picked away at it. And, um, you know, don't let people tell you that it won't work. You know, if you read some of the comments online on the TikTok videos, there's so many people that have a lot to say, but there's so many amazing success stories and, you know, where someone comes from doesn't define their ability to be loyal or anything like that. So um, just not to be discouraged, you know, by what, what other people say who've never been in our position. Right. Right. It's so easy to judge when you're on social media. It's so easy to just like hide behind the screen. Like one, what is one of like the, if I can ask worst comments someone said about your relationship with Freddie? Yeah. So I'm pretty, you know, I'm not very bothered by any of the comments, personally to me like that are about me there's lots of stuff you know talking about my promiscuousness and the thing is is that you know you only really can be defensive if something if there's some truth to it which there isn't so I'm not bothered by it I think most of my um you know the comments that bother me the most are the ones that are stereotyping him you know as a Latin American male Mm, you know coming to Canada for papers and not because it offends me it just it's just rude towards him. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a stereotype. It's not true. And for people online to think that that's okay to write that about someone based on where they come from is wild. It's like, it's 2021. Really? Are we, is this what's happening? And, um, girl, you have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. That's the thing. As I feel like, you know, the longer that I go through this, the more I have to like think, you know, this is, it's tough for him. I always like that was like, Oh, it's so good that you're coming to Canada versus say the United States. But you know, it's, it's, there's struggles everywhere for people of color, you know, whether you're, you're African American, you're black, or you're, you're, you know, you come from Latin America. Um, it's everywhere. So yeah, it's, uh, and definitely with Freddie, you know, not speaking the best English, he's, you know, he's had some struggles. Definitely. He works in in the trade field and, uh, you know, guys aren't always the most, gentle and soft with what they say (laughs) they think things are funny that aren't so I think yeah the comments online that bother me most are probably the ones that stereotype him for you know what he looks like and where he comes from okay well Mm -hmm. you know what fuck them and like yeah 
super brave and super courageous to just like yes. he came here and you know he came here for you he came for here for his daughter and he's like yes. you know what i'm doing this and like i'm gonna make the effort so yeah yeah you, you'll tell him props from me <laughs> i will yeah he's at home uh, probably watching baby shark on the couch right now so. I'm a childhood educator and like f- to get my kids attention in the classroom I would have to like play baby shark when I used to work in daycare yeah. and I was working in school but oh yeah. my god this song was a hit oh my gosh I know <laughs> I literally have songs if I like that I think we as long as we're off of the wiggles right now and that's all I actually care about I was like if the wiggles can be retired for like for a long time if I never had to hear them again but no, Freddie's pretty good. He gets into a lot of the shows that she watches. Sometimes I'm like, you know, he, Atlas has walked away and she's doing something else. And Freddie's still like in the living room watching like Boss Baby. And I'm like, you realize Atlas has been gone for like 10 minutes now. And he's like, oh gosh, I just. Like, oh my God, out. sorry, I was just finishing my episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Kayla, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks thank so much for having me. me. Um, honestly, when I saw your TikTok, because like the, the TikTok song you used, like mm-hmm. I saw like a couple people who did it and I was like, whoa, this is wild. I need to know more. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. To know it's so this. meant to be, you know, it was meant to be a joke. I had 33 followers on TikTok. Um, and you know, so I thought the people that were going to see it were my friends who obviously knew it was just a funny joke. I was kind mm-hmm. of poking fun at the trend being like, oh, this is like us. Yeah, so, um, yeah, now it's wild. I think I've got, like, I don't even know how many, almost, like, 200,000 followers of people now who are, like, invested in this story, and it's just wild. Yeah, it, it was crazy because I, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, you have, I think the video, okay, the video had 1.1 million views, the, the one you posted, uh, and then the other <laughs> videos just had millions and millions, and you had 4.1 million. I was like, Oh my yeah, God. I know. Like, this the is- original video I posted now, it has, I think like 6.8 million views. Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking, I was like, Oh, maybe if we get a thousand followers, we can do like a TikTok live video and like, we can answer mm-hmm. some questions. And we did, we got like a thousand. And now I'm like looking back, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny that I was like, Oh, I wonder if we can get a thousand followers. We can do a live. Have you seen like a growth in your social media, like Instagram, obviously, obviously TikTok gosh, when yeah. it blows, it blows. Yeah, I think like on um, Instagram now, I think I have like, gosh, like seven, seven thousand, seven hundred. Yeah, like followers where I think I only had. So I, I basically gained seven thousand followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. and on yeah on TikTok I have to have like a hundred and ninety-seven thousand or something. It's wild. We're yeah, just yeah. like trying to navigate what we do from here. So we we're talking about maybe you know starting a YouTube channel, and we can kind of. Um, you know, make it kind of go through all the different stuff. We do a lot of really fun stuff together anyway. So, um, you know, maybe just kind of record it. And if nothing comes of it, that's fine. But I, it will be cool for Atlas to be able to look back on it one day and, and watch all this stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. And honestly, I'm telling you, go for it. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, Kayla, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for being the guest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I wish you guys the best. And I hope you guys have a great summer 2021 because I think now, like, it's about time for us to, like, enjoy the year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes. hope you guys stay safe. All right. Thanks so Thank much. You. Thank you very much. Yeah.
Okay, I do have to admit something. When I traveled to um, Guatemala, I actually met this guy that was super, super cute. And, you know, like we kept in touch after and nothing happened. But, you know, some there's the world is so big and I do not believe I cannot I cannot like come to the fact that. Well, it depends. It depends for people, but I can come. I cannot come to the fact that the love of your life is where you live. You know what I mean? At least I believe we have more than one soulmate. Uh, depending on which part of our life we're at. And I'm happy Kayla got to find her soulmate in Nicaragua. She got to find her Freddie, like her husband, and now they have a daughter. It's just it's just beautiful, you know? It makes you think how the world is big and how um you can connect with so many people from different countries and many places. So I hope that makes you guys think about like when you travel, like, you know, you never know on who you're gonna fall. I know this girl, um, she used to live in Canada and now she moved all the way to Belize because uh, she got married there where she met her husband there and now she lives there and, you know, they're having a great life and there's so many um, abroad love stories out there, guys. So if ever you know someone or you have your own love story you want to share with us, don't don't be afraid to send us an email at girls to Women podcast. Um, we'll be happy to share another story uh, about like long distance relationship and whatever or just like if it's your neighbor you know like we we love we love those stories or authentic stories and we you know it happens and it makes us think that you know like all those things we see in the movies but it it could actually happen to you so thank you for listening to this episode that was very very great and that had like a lot of bumps and up and down and like it was super interesting thank you kayla and freddie for sharing your story with us so if you guys want more of us of more of girls to women you can send us an email at girls to women at gmail.com you can follow us on facebook and instagram at girls to women podcast you can always follow us on twitter at girls underscore two women i always get the twitter wrong don't ask me why i always get it actually i got it right but i always like bug i was like (laughs) whenever i have to say it so i don't think i forgot anything but all i can say is i wish you guys have a good day and stay tuned for our next episode that is coming next week bye guys have a great day